0: I know we don't normally uh, touch on news headlines on here, but Mm -hmm. uh, I've come across a headline during the week that I think seriously sums up where we are today in society, I guess, in 2023. And that is uh, a microscopic handbag just sold for $63,000 Louis Vuitton so, when
1: you say microscopic?
0: Yeah, like, you you need a microscope to actually see what it fucking looks like. Like, you cannot even see it. You can't really see it. It's like a speck of dust.
1: So, it has no use? Zero. It's just a pathetic... So, I mean, you could actually get that in your eye, and you may not know it's there. Nah. Or you could wash it out with a bit of salt water or something. Yeah, it's actually smaller than a grain of sea salt. Wow. Well. They
0: said on here, so... Uh yeah, people have some serious
1: questions about <laughs> about this bag. Well, what? What? Why would there be any serious questions? It's a ridiculous thing. So, well, for a start, who the fuck
0: pays six over sixty thousand dollars for a microscopic handbag? Now
1: it's microscopic. So how many handbags to the ounce? If it's that small, <laughs> I would say you're going to get probably two hundred of these microscopic handbags to the ounce. Ounce of gold is worth about two and a half thousand dollars. So if you can get a couple of hundred of these handbags to the ounce. This thing's worth fifty million dollars an ounce. Blimey, that
0: is crazy. That is fucking crazy. Hmm. Um, I think that I think Louis Vuitton are actually just trying to make a statement. Really, uh, in two thousand and nineteen, there was a good example of a small handbag again.
1: Uh, that the singer Lizzo. But but any any handbag would look small if Lizzo was carrying it. <laughs> I guess, you know, if they're starting to make, you know, accessories for women that are this small and women like it, you know, guys like yourself might be quite happy with that.
0: Ay, 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 up, he's up. But, um, anyways, yeah, in 2019 at the American Music Awards, Lizzo, uh, yeah, bought a uh, Valentino. That's his. Yeah, Valentino miniature bag. It was okay. tiny. It was probably like the size of uh, <clears throat> the Apple. You know, the AirPods that you get. Yeah, Apple AirPods.
1: Yeah, it'd probably be uh, big enough to hold the bit of steak caught in Lizzo's back teeth or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I haven't listened to a lot of her music, but
1: what I've heard has been garbage. Yeah, of, of yeah, course it is. But you know, and um, she's—I've heard her on the radio, and then I was really surprised when I saw her. She's very different looking to what she sounds. She's a big lady, <laughs> but um, I guess with that handbag, it remains to be seen if uh, Paris Hilton can breed a chihuahua small enough to fit in it. <laughs> Well, how did they make this for a start? I mean, who did the stitching? <laughs> I heard that they got a doctor who specializes in Asian circumcisions <laughs> to get that, that finer needlework. <laughs> <laughs> and, and before anyone says anything, I'm part Asian. <laughs> oh, no. well, well, I am. But because how? We, we all have a common ancestor. <laughs> If you go back 185 million <clears throat> generations that's where they, they estimate the uh, was that walking fish come out of the, onto land right and every person is uh is descended from that fish or those fish we're the same species as that fish because that's where we originated from so you know, everyone's our brother and sister i suppose yeah
0: so there is no racism whatever you may think but um Mm. Asians do seem to get a bit of bit of a bashing, don't they? Wow. They yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. I
1: mean, look, whether it be driving or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Handbag stitching. <laughs> Handbag stitching. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is a, a just a preposterous story and It is. I mean Louis Vuitton, I mean, he's still around going strong, that company. And like a lot of other companies, they were Nazi collaborators. Yeah, this is really interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So, and i mean you'd think but, if if karma existed surely helping the nazis is the ultimate you're gonna cop some karma surely oh but louis vuitton seems to be going all right
0: yeah but i think and louis vuitton is just one example of a company oh, that collaborated hmm. there's many and many like uh well hugo Bob, boss yeah yeah well he was huge uh in the nazi regime he actually joined the Nazi party didn't he i i, I guess so. i think he did I, yeah. I think he did yeah but um uh, we might but in
1: fact check that but yeah and there was also you know a lot of companies bmw and whatever that were german companies that you know they uh, they they helped them out but i mean they were from germany so you can understand that there was probably a little bit of pressure
0: yeah there was probably supply issues <laughs> probably <laughs> was but, well, um, volkswagen, volkswagen were a big one yeah. weren't they so there was the people's car it yeah was actually but designed by but uh, in saying that
1: they were german companies so yeah they, but then you know ford also did business with the nazis yeah yeah absolutely so they probably didn't have to
0: yeah It was an interesting one uh, like the germans were huge on coca-cola yeah and um they coca-cola stopped supplying germany with coca-cola syrup so the germans come up with an alternative and they could just gather whatever ingredients they had left over, and they created Fanta, which
1: really, yep, It's true. Mm. Yeah, Fanta, they, delicious Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how did the Germans pronounce Fanta? And we call it Fanta, but they Fanta. <laughs> 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 they, I never knew that. Never knew they produced Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, might But uh, Germany, German is a harsh language.
0: Oh yeah, it's really yeah harsh. Mm. Um, It is, I've tried learning it myself, like just mm. bits and pieces. It's fairly
1: easy to pick up, the basics. Yeah, but it's a harsh sounding language. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you could be saying a very nice thing to a girl and it sounds like, you know, you're trying to assassinate them or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, that's a rough language. (laughs) And like Dutch in that as well, which are similar. Yeah. But, um, gladly, uh, English is the main language in the world. Yes.
0: Yeah, it is. It's also one of the hardest languages to learn.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. there's, there's just some crazy stuff in English. You know, the same word. I mean, you've got poor, poor, and poor. Oh, yeah. Rain, rain, and rain. Um, you yeah. know, king's rain. There, there, and there. Yeah. you got everything. but And it's just crazy things It makes no sense, you know, where the same letters, you know, say different things. It's madness. Yeah. Oh, no, the, well, the best words, uh, What the, my favourite word is German. Yeah, all right. Which is Schadenfreude, which is the greatest word in history. Do you know what Schadenfreude is? <laughs> no, nah, no idea. Well, well, Schadenfreude describes you being happy at the misfortune of others. Uh, We haven't got a word for it, they have. And um, I think it's a feeling we've all felt. And you'll just go, oh, you know, I'm glad they it up. That's schadenfreude, Mm. which is just a great word. Yeah. Because lots of languages have words for what we don't have words for, which is really strange. But uh, yeah, we we would have a phrase for it, but not, not a word. You know, just
0: uh, just going back to some of those companies that did collaborate with the Nazis, um, they used a lot of slave labour in their factories and that uh, it was just very, very unethical. So, uh, but there's a lot of unethical co- companies today. And the thing is, we do know about it. We do know about the factories over in China and some third world countries. But the hypocrisy is, is that it's
1: not going to stop us from buying their products. Oh, look, I'm boycotting miniature handbags. <laughs> but no, no We and, and whether it's from the Nazis or Apple who use child labour or, you know, we, we've got Apple phones. Um, we wear runners that are probably made by kids. So we know better. It's just that our lives, it's become almost impossible if you were to boycott everything that had a problem with it. Well... You probably couldn't live in our society but it's not only ethics in making things but um what about ethics in their advertising you know like there's a mcdonald's ad where they're talking about how good their coffee is and that you know australians are coffee critics and um if they don't like it the cappuccino is a down the sinker which you know we've had a farmer produce the milk people bring that milk there they make it into a coffee and according to McDonald's, it's well within your rights. So if it's not quite to taste, then down the sink. I mean, who are we? Why would we think that's okay? And why would they think that they can put that in their advertising, and that's going to make people think, "Yeah, uh, I'm I'm tipping my coffee down the sink unless it's exactly right." But then McDonald's hasn't got great coffee. No. But no. That, see, that's that's ethics in their advertising, which. It turns me off. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. I think, um, well, there's not, not just the advertising, but saying on the down the Sincachino, mm. another great example is I see on MasterChef and those cooking shows with the chefs and that, and they're turning down food. Yeah. Because it's not presented correctly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, some child from
1: a third world country, oh, they'd be ecstatic to get it. Yeah. But, you know, the source. It wasn't quite enough sauce or it wasn't well presented, well well plated. And but so that's where we are as a as a society. We think that's okay. And yet and we glorify these people who go on cooking shows because they present these magnificent looking meals and they get everything just right. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. But we're speaking about ethics, right? Mm. And we know that these companies do it. Like you know, Apple, yeah. for example, you know
1: child child labour, excessive hours. Mm. They, they must have better kids than us, because I can't imagine our eight year olds making sneakers. <laughs> I mean, you can't get a kid around here to do anything, and yet their kids are making shoes. They're mining cobalt. They've got a great work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> They just don't get paid or no. or live long. Yeah. It's um it's terrible. Yet we here we are. We use their products, and we just don't think about where it comes from. No, you know, We get a nice shiny new Apple phone, and yet there's some horror that goes into that. And yeah, and yet people will look at a piece of steak in the shop and they'll complain that oh an animal's been animal's been killed, and they won't touch it. And yet they'll be doing something on their iPhone and a human's been hurt there so yeah so and we know better I mean here we are where we're using these products you and I and we're complaining about
0: it yeah it's very true
1: yeah but that's that's where we are that's where the world is if karma was a thing I mean exploiting children um, or aiding the Nazis many years ago they never get karma for it the companies just get bigger and bigger and they make products as preposterous as tiny handbags that are worth a fortune. And it just makes no sense. It's, but it really is a metaphor for what the world, where the world is at. Is that you know, such a useless little product as that handbag is worth $63,000. Now, what can you do with $63,000 rather than buy that handbag? Oh, you could buy a nice new car. Yeah, you could um, feed a lot of homeless people. But the person with that $63,000 has not decided to use it for good. They've bought this bag. And it will probably sell in five years' time for 350000 mm. Someone will want it. Yeah. I think a billionaire would have bought that, really, sure. Um, no? no, actually, I wouldn't. It might be just someone with a bit of money. Because they may think, you know, I'll buy this, put it away for five or six years, and then bring it out again. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I hope they go broke. I do. Because that Louis Vuitton. Oh, yeah. that person. The person who who bought the bag. right, yeah. I hope they really need, like, $63,000 for an operation or something, and they... (laughs) Hang on, but you'd lose it. Like, where's it (laughs) going?
0: A gust of wind would come along and just take it.
1: Yeah, it would. But, you know, if... You know they've they've got that bag. And they spent sixty three grand on, and yeah, hopefully they run into some misfortune, and and that sixty three thousand is the difference. I'd like that. Yeah, but or they get kidnapped and they need another sixty three thousand to pay the ransom. Would you accept that bag? No, <laughs> we won't be accepting that bag. So, what what colour is this bag? It's um,
0: neon green, I believe. Okay, uh, hang on, uh, let me just look it up again. But uh, yeah, it's uh, everyone's talking about it. But um, the only reason, the only use I can perhaps think of it is that if Lizzo bought
1: it, she could put it in her little handbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I might get a piece of dandruff and put in food dye, and then advertise it as the handbag. <laughs> because honestly, who would know? <laughs> it's a knockoff brand. <laughs> I can scratch my head and it's raining handbags. <laughs> Speaking of rain, the uh, the test has just ended. The test series, the Ashes. Has there been a worse victory by Australia of the Ashes? They, they drew the series, but they were saved by weather and they somehow won despite Pat Cummins' captaincy—he's the worst captain I have ever seen. You know, they could use that handbag—the miniature handbag—is Pat Cummins' bag of tricks because <laughs> he seriously has nothing, nothing to offer. The worst captain I have ever seen. Yeah, see, Ricky Ponting was really bashing him, wasn't he? Oh, he should too, you know, because Ricky Ponting was a good captain, and um, you know, he he. I, I heard him in the back of the box and he was just pulling his hair out. So, I mean, they've, they've retained the ashes, which I guess is what they tried to do. But let's face it, they, it was a hollow victory. It really was. And Pyrrhic, was it? Yeah, I guess, it, not. actually not a classic Pyrrhic victory because your classic Pyrrhic victory is a victory that comes at too great a cost. And maybe, I don't know, maybe showing the world that Pat Cummins is our captain, that was too great a cost. Because it's embarrassing. You haven't got anything better than this. I mean, you could have dug up Richie Benno and sat him at square leg and he would have done a better job. <laughs> no, he, he was terrible. And for any cricket purists out there, seriously, you know, the average guy, <coughs> the average guy captaining country cricket could easily have done a better job yeah he can't really set a field can he no no he can't and you know uh, like there's some like Dettol sponsor the cricket okay and there's an ad on tv at the moment and there's this little kid he's probably nine and he's bowling and he obviously takes a wicket and he's going yeah and Pat Cummins runs in behind him and I bet you the kid turns around said yeah lucky I set my own field <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of Dettol, right, I saw another Dettol ad, right? There's two little kids, two little girls, are about five, maybe less, I don't know. They're running up to a picnic table. Before they get there, the parent is spraying the table with some Dettol disinfectant. And before they eat, they put their hands out and they put this disinfectant foam on there. What are we doing to our kids? Yeah, seriously, you you would never have done that. I would never have done that. No? No, kids. I mean, we grew up with germs, and now you know the people that are sponsoring our cricket. Just they're just saying there's no place for germs, but there is. But see, Deadol would have been another company that would have thrived
0: during COVID.
1: They they were great during COVID. I mean, they great companies. Won't because people were scared into into using them. But you know, uh, it's. Just mind blowing that our population in the world is the biggest and healthiest it's ever been. We live on top of each other. We transfer germs to each other all the time, and now we're interfering with nature by using detol at every opportunity. You can't go into a shop now that hasn't got a hand sanitizer. Yeah, well, that's very true. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure there's plenty of germs getting on people's hands that you don't really like. But you don't really know either. And then, you know, those products say they kill 99.9% of the germs. There's billions of germs. So if you wipe out 99.9% of those germs, there's still a shitload left. (laughs) (laughs) There is. There's 0.01%. Yeah. But if you, I mean, let's just say I've got a bank account with $5 billion in it, and you took out 99.99%. I'd still have some money left over, and I might use that money to buy a gun and say shoot you. <laughs> so that's the point of the of Dead oil. I mean, it's, they're they're saying it saves you, but hang on, there's still a lot of stuff there. Well, that's true,
0: but just like on the cricket field, they say that the one percenters yeah. do count. Well, in hang on, germs <laughs> <0.01%. The> zero point zero one zero.
1: A 0.01% is count. But the thing is, if you've got billions, there's still a lot left over. Yeah.
0: You see they're finding germs in the ice, like in Siberia and Antarctica and that, and people like Bill Gates are going to get them and have a look and study them and blah, blah, blah. Bill Gates has
1: got no expertise in anything. He's just a skivvy-wearing, was it dad-bodied little germ himself i don't like him
0: i know that we've yeah we have um mentioned bill gates quite a lot on here but we
1: do thrive off bashing him <laughs> he's good material well he is but it's just amazing how a nerd becomes so powerful he's he's an atrocious person evil too though well, he is his own wife left him because of his links to epstein yeah and uh you know nothing ever seems to come out.
0: Alrighty, well, we could probably talk all day about that Epstein stuff, but uh, not today. But I really do think that the miniature handbag is just a great example of where we are today in society. And uh, just another stupid thing to tick off this year, isn't it? So,
1: As far as I'm concerned, this year can be summed up in one nightmare, and that is being in a mini-sub captained by Pat Gummins.
0: It still never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> never will. No. So, all righty. Well, we we better wrap it up. But before we do, I want to introduce a little segment. We'll probably f- finish off each episode with from now on, and that's going to be uh, word of the day, with probably a little bit of an explanation behind it as well. So, well, we
1: I've come up with a word of the day. Yes, and it's a word I've invented. Okay. See so that that doesn't happen very often. But I've invented a word. It's impressive, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, um, words can often, uh, they can derive from a lot of things, even names. You know, like uh, if something's Herculean, that's named after Hercules, who is very strong. So if you perform a task that's impressive physically, you could call it Herculean. Mm. Or if something is dark and cruel, it could be described as Dickensian. So in that spirit... I come up with a new word, not Herculean, not Dickensian, but Comminsian. and this is after Pat Cummins. And what it actually means is that even if you've publicly made a fool of yourself, you've let your whole country down, and you're an embarrassment, you still come out level. And that's that's what Cumminsian means. <laughs>
0: okay. All righty, well, we're definitely going to wrap that up. And uh, yeah, thank you for the word of the day. (laughs) Comindian. (laughs)